Welcome to another Richard Pyatt Show. In fact, another edition of Transforming Your Money Mindset. I look forward to these ones because I'm always curious about what Michelle Coy will have to say that will get us thinking about how to improve our relationship with money. And this one is going to be really interesting. In fact, you know, these all go together, but these next two, one leads to another, in fact. So this one, we're going to talk about what we've learned about money, fact or fiction. Michelle, welcome back. Thank you, Richard. I'm excited to talk about our fact or fiction around money. Yeah, and we are sort of products of our environment when it comes to that, in a sense, because we were just laughing before we started the uh, the recording, because uh, we were thinking of things that maybe your parents said to you as young people forming your impressions of money, speaking of what we've learned about money, right? One of the things we've always heard is money doesn't grow on trees. You know, we've heard that and we're joking about it, but that's one of the things that forms our thinking about this, isn't it? It is. One of the other things is we mimic You know, we mimic our role models. It's those role models that are putting those impressions into us, into our brains. And we feel as though we need to follow that path. But do we? Mm. That's the question. As we're going through life, there's so many different people that we look to for our money stories, as I call them. Yeah. You know, the stories that we're forming within ourselves based on what we're observing in life. And we observed it from them. Yes, exactly. It could be our parents. It could be our friends. It could be role models within our lives. However, everyone that we look at and everyone that we're observing, we're taking in unconsciously most times Hmm. the stories that these people are bringing to us. So for example, in my life, my dad owned his own business. I observed from my grandparents, my grandparents didn't believe in the banking system. Uh, mm -hmm. They paid cash for everything. They um, lived on a farm. They were self-sustaining. And the joke was when grandpa passed away, everybody was digging up the land looking for the coffee cans that he put the money in. (laughs) That sounds like an episode of The Sopranos, but that's another story. (laughs) Yes. Looking around the backyard. Yes. It was always a joke that grandpa had the coffee cans in the chicken coop and nobody wanted to go in the chicken coop. <laughs> you know, those are like little impressions that we take. So from that aspect, it almost felt like we didn't have enough money mm-hmm. because my grandparents were very thrifty. They paid cash. They didn't go anywhere. And oftentimes it was the joke around the table that we were eating roadkill. <laughs> nobody wanted to eat the meat because nobody could identify it. <laughs> However, you know, they came from a very thrifty family and they were raising seven kids. Mm-hmm. So you look at that and you're taking those stories with you. Right. And then you turn around and I observed my parents. He was an entrepreneur and he used credit all the time. The opposite. And so <laughs> the total opposite. I would witness different behaviors that way which then created my own money story. I fell into the the habit of using credit and getting out of debt and then going back in and getting out and and going back in, back and forth. And I had to really stop, pause and say, where did my money story come from? Where are these behaviors and these cycles going? And had to really start to observe, are these healthy or unhealthy behaviors? 
That's interesting. I, I can relate to all of that. My upbringing was somewhere in the middle of all of that. And then uh, I have friends around me who are at polar opposite ends of that, just like you described. I have one that I think monitors his bank and retirement balances on a daily basis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How much is in there today? Yeah. And another one who uh, came to town the other day, I happened to mention that I like this little roadster that was for sale. And uh, she was saying, you can get it. You can get it. She's like that little talker on your shoulder. Go ahead. It's all right. Now's not the right time for that, by the way. Yes. <laughs> There's yes. not enough money flying for that. But uh, it's just really interesting that I have those those people on my shoulders. One, you know, would never think of doing something like that without the cash. And another one who, you know, almost money doesn't matter. <laughs> Just do it. You'll enjoy it. So it's true. We hear all kinds of influences. And, and one thing that you said interested me that we pick up some of these things unconsciously sometimes. So when that friend of mine said, you can get that car, it's okay. I started going in my mind saying, would it be okay? Let me just reevaluate that. Let me think, could I have it? It really is true that we can absorb somebody's point of view and begin to say, oh, may maybe I could do that. Maybe it would green light something it shouldn't or red light something it shouldn't. Exactly. It's those patterns that we see and we start questioning, am I taking on healthy patterns? Is this something that is in alignment with my values? Because mm -hmm. when we really look at our stories, the challenges are the ones that are helping us with alignment in our values. So is that how we determine whether it's fact or fiction? Does this align with our values? Is that the question? And yeah. And another way as well is I have people stop, pause and ask themselves, am I buying this intentionally or am I buying this to fill a void in my life? Because a lot of times we are making emotional decisions. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes those emotional decisions are actually fiction. Interesting. We use much like food is an addiction for some, spending is an addiction for others. You have a bad day, what are you going to do? Retail therapy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you end up buying out of control. I was working with one client and she didn't really monitor her bank account. She would get her money in. And as soon as she got it in, she would go buy something. And as we were working, she started recognizing she was buying things. They would end up getting thrown away. Oh wow! She ended up having a bunch of food subscriptions. And it was all because she was just feeling that need to push her money out because she wasn't valuing herself. And so that's the reason I had us go through and look at our intrinsic value, because when we can start viewing ourselves intrinsically, we can also start to understand the behaviors that we have around our money. So let's think about that. We, we talked about how we view our own value, our intrinsic value, the things that work against us in that regard, and to some extent, the things that work for us. Now that may have adjusted our values and the views through them, that lens, so that we can now ask ourselves, what have we learned about money and apply that fact or fiction in our newly cleaned lens? <laughs> yes, exactly. Just taking the time to pause and really ask yourself the reason you're making this purchase. The reason 
you're making this decision. This doesn't just apply to money because it also applies to your health, your relationships. You can take these concepts and apply it to every area of your life. Before we go, let's just take that a step further then. Once we decide the reason why we're buying this, why we're spending this money, and we apply the fact or the fiction, what what if we just said, well, that Roadster makes me happy, so I'm going to buy it. How do we know that that's the right approach? Also look at it in the terms of smart goals. Is this realistic to make this purchase? Is it timely to make this purchase? Mm -hmm. And really ask yourself, is it that I want this or do I need this? Because if you want it, you can apply delayed gratification. Just wait because it may not be the right time. You may not have the money yet. However, it's coming. Exactly right. I'm still thinking about the Roadster, by the way. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay. So think about that now. And uh, the adjustments that you've made to how you're viewing money based on the intrinsic value discussions we've had. And if you haven't heard those episodes, click the link in the show notes and go back and have a listen to, uh, to what Michelle is saying there and then come back to us. Or if you have, then you're ready to move on to our next episode, which takes this a step further in terms of the fact or fiction question in terms of what we learned about money. And we'll get to that coming up in short order. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Richard. Transforming your money mindset. And again, if you haven't heard these previous episodes or you want to click through and learn more about what Michelle is saying, those links are in the show notes right now. Just scroll down and look them up. 